Hey everyone, welcome to season two of the Discipleship Journey. We're so excited that you guys are here with us today. This podcast is designed to help you discover that a deeper relationship with God is now within reach. You will hear from some of our contributors as they read the Word of God and give you thought-provoking questions to help you consider how does God want me to develop this season and to help you grow in your relationship with Him. If you're interested in following along, you can find the PDF printout on the show notes, along with also our four-day-a-week Bible reading plan and other tools to help you develop. Let's get started. Hey everyone, this is Katie Ann Vickers, and I'm going to be reading through week three of the discipleship journey. We're going to start in Romans chapter three, starting in verse 21 through Romans chapter five, verse 11. Let's get started. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been revealed, attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe since there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. They are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented Him as an atoning sacrifice in His blood, received through faith to demonstrate His righteousness, because in His restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be righteous and declare righteous, the one who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By one of works? No, on the contrary, by a law of faith. For we conclude that a person is justified by faith apart from works. For we conclude that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then nullify the law through faith? Absolutely not. Only the contrary. We uphold the law. Chapter 4 What then will we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, has found? If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Now to the one who works, pay is not credited as a gift, but as something owed. But to the one who does not work, but believes on him, who declares the ungodly to be righteous, his faith is credited for righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the person to whom God credits righteousness apart from works, Blessed are those whose lawless acts are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the person the Lord will never charge with sin. Is this blessing only for the circumcised then? Or is it also for the uncircumcised? For we say faith was credited to Abraham for righteousness. In what way then was it credited? 
while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? It was not while he was circumcised, but uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while still uncircumcised. This was to make him the father of all who believe but are not circumcised, so that righteousness may be credited to them also. And he became the father of the circumcised, who are not only circumcised, but who also follow in the footsteps of the faith our father Abraham had while he was still uncircumcised. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would inherit the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. If those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made empty and the promise nullified because the law produces wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. This is why the promise is by faith, so that it may be according to grace to guarantee it to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of Abraham's family. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He is our father in God's sight, in whom Abraham believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things into existence that do not exist. He believed, hoping against hope, so that he became the father of many nations according to what had been spoken. So will your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and also the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver in unbelief at God's promise, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, because he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to do. Therefore, it was credited to him for righteousness. Now it was credited to him was not written for Abraham alone, but also for us. It will be credited to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Chapter 5 Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions, because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still hopeless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For rarely will someone die just for a person, though for a good person, perhaps, someone might even dare to die. But God proves his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, 
since we have now been declared righteous by his blood, will we be saved through him from wrath. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have now received this reconciliation. Week 3, Journal Entry Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. Romans 4, verse 18. With a hundred-year-old body, a barren womb, and an unwavering faith, Abraham and Sarah knew God would fulfill his promise. They didn't know how, but they believed in God's power and faithfulness. God has never let them down before. So even though there was an impossible promise before them, Abraham and Sarah knew where to put their trust. Imagine the faith it takes to believe it was easier that God would do the impossible than that he would break his promise. God's faithfulness is a part of who he is, which means it cannot change. He can't break his promises. He can't be unfaithful. Abraham knew it was more possible for him and his wife to bear a child in their old age than for God to fail, even though it was physically impossible for them. But God created the entire world out of nothing in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. So what was one more person? Abraham didn't know how, but he knew God would give him a child. This faith also allowed him to trust God when he faced other difficulties beyond infertility. Abraham's faith in God brought him peace and hope no matter what happened. Paul says it this way in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. We also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. We are reminded again that against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. This faith is still an example to us, a testimony of who God is and the power found in His unbreakable promises. Week 3, Discussion Questions The message version says in Romans chapter 4, verses 20 and 21, this way. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God, sure that God would make good on what he said. What promises of God are you diving into? Are you ready for God to fulfill his promises in your life? Question two. Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. In Romans chapter four, verse 24, shows that we also will be credited righteousness based on what we believe. Why would this be better than being called righteous based on our actions? Question three. If faith without deeds is dead, James chapter two, verse 26, why does Paul spend nearly three whole chapters explaining righteousness through faith to the church of Rome? How does Abraham's righteousness through faith inform your understanding of salvation through Jesus?
Thank you for being a part of our discipleship journey. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, follow us on our socials or check out our website. Links will be on the show notes. See you in the next time. Scripture quotations marked CSB have been taken from the Christian Standard Bible. Copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers. Used by permission. Christian Standard Bible and CSB are federally registered trademarks of Holman Bible Publishers.